Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 172 for the 12th of ER in a leap year. So one Shabbos, I was visiting my brother and his family, and I was hanging out with my cute and very brainy little nephew. I think he was around nine years old at the time. And he says to me, he says, Auntie Sarid, is 10 years a long time or a short time? And not knowing where he was going with this, I thought for a second and I said, well, 10 years, that sounds to me like it's quite a long time. And he replied, he said, no, no. He said, 10 years, 10 years, is a very short amount of time. And he proceeded and he said, because if a second is short, then a minute is short. And if a minute is short, then an hour is short. And if an hour is short, then a day is short. And if a day is short, then a week is short. And if a week is short, then a month is short. And if a month is short, then a year is short. And if a year is short, then 10 years is really a short amount of time. And I was really mesmerized and taken aback. I mean, I, I, I knew he was a smart kid to begin with. But what I realized is that this kid had actually come up, assuming he had come up with this on his own. I don't know. Maybe he heard it from somewhere. I'm not sure. But he basically came up with Zeno's paradox. So Zeno's paradox, for those of you who are not familiar, is this, uh, it, it's a paradox that was set forth by a Greek philosopher named Zeno, who basically explains how motion is an illusion. And this paradox has been challenged somewhat and you know, discussed and brought up in different angles. But the basic idea of it is that if you look at any distance between any two points, there's not really any real distance between them. Because when you look at the distance between any two points, then there's always going to be a half point between those two points. And so it's like, if you want to kind of like measure how far something is, you can say, well, okay, what's the halfway point between these two points? And then again, you can say, okay, what's the halfway point between those two points now? So let's say if you had like, you know, 10 miles, then you had like, okay, what's the halfway point between the starting point and the 10 mile point? That would be five miles. And then what's the halfway point between the starting point and the five miles? It's 2.5 miles and so forth. And you continue to do this. And what you'll find is you can never get to that starting point. There's always going to be another halfway point and you can never quite touch that those two points can never quite meet. 
Yet we know that somehow they do, right? Somehow we do get from point A to point B. Somehow all of those seconds do add up to 10 years. Uh, but it is, it's one of those things that really baffle the mind. And uh, philosophers and mathematicians, while they've, they've provided certain explanations for it, there's a certain level of paradox that still exists within that, how that infinite process can really lead to a finite result. So the reason why I'm bringing this up here today and uh, and the, the way that it relates to the Tanya that we're going to be learning about is, and again, for context, we are in the middle of chapter 48 of Likutei Amarim, is that today we're really going to be focusing all about the concept of finitude, of uh, how when it comes to finite numbers, when it comes to things that are finite, whether we're talking about something which is one, like a, a second, you know, or we're talking about something that is 10 years, or the way that the ultra is going to explain it, whether we're talking about the number one, or we're talking about the number a billion, then uh, literally a billion or a trillion even, these are all just numbers. And really at the basis of it, they're really the same because they're both made up of this the same stuff. Like a trillion is really just made up of one trillion ones versus when it comes to infinity, infinity is a whole other realm. And and perhaps this concept of Zeno's paradox and this this idea, this paradoxical element of it, of how it is that we're able to travel from one distance to another, even though it really is an infinite process, perhaps it gives us a little bit of a glimpse. Perhaps this is Hashem's way of giving us a little bit of a glimpse into the miracle of infinitude, the miracle of what it means to have an infinite God create a finite world. So let's get into the text and see how the Altarba explains all of this. So for context, yesterday we were really talking about the idea of how it is truly something miraculous, the fact that our world exists and that the real question is not does God exist, but it's really do we exist or how is it that we exist? And really this is ultimately, if you think about it, it's the same, it's actually Zeno's paradox. Like this Zeno's paradox is actually very much related to yesterday's episode as much as it is to today. How is it that we are able to travel from point A to point B if it's really an infinite process. How, in other words, how is it that Hashem was able to create the world, is able to create the world, when Hashem is an infinite being and our world is finite? And so the answer that was hinted at yesterday, that was the altar I kind of gave us a little bit, is that there's this idea of contractions. There's this idea of tzimtzumim. And tzimtzumim is... Uh, is something that is is a big topic in Chassidus, and it's it's spoken about in me, at length and in detail in many different places. And today, the Altar is going to introduce this idea of Tzimtzumim again, this idea of contractions, but he's not going to get into too much detail with them, but he will talk a little bit about this idea. So here we go. So the Altar begins, and he says that the, the details of these contractions that we've been talking about, what they are, and how they work and everything, now is not the place to really elaborate upon them. However, says the Altarepa, in a general sense, they act in a way of, of concealment and obscuring of the drawing down of the light and the vitality, so that this light and vitality will not come down and be drawn and illuminated into the lower realms in a way of revelation to be able to be vested within them and to be able to influence them and give them vitality in a way of making them 
come into being from some, something something from nothing but rather it just they it, this light comes down in a way it this these concealment these tintumim cause the light to come down in a way that it just gives like a glimmer of the light and the glimmer of the vitality so that and this causes so that these beings these creations including us down here will be in an aspect of finitude and of limits and so this vitality this light this revelation that we get is very very small and it's like considered like like nothing in comparison to the infinite revelation the the revelation that actually has has no limit to it and there's no comparison between these two things at all so now the ultra is going to talk about this idea of comparison of erech in hebrew which also means like proportion so he says so as is known when it comes to proportion when it comes to numbers so this is where it's going to relate to that zeno's paradox idea so the number one has a comparison we're able to compare it to the number a million because one is a portion of a million so again go this is my addendum here is that going back to Zeno's paradox if you have something that is a distance of one mile or it's a distance of a million miles while a million miles might seem really really far it's just a bunch of one miles it's it's just a million of one miles so one and a million are not actually that different from each other however when we talk about something which is beyond uh limits and beyond any numbers that there is no relations between it so even if you take something like a billion or a trillion when you compare it to infinity then there's no comparison between it at all so and again going back to Zeno's paradox this is why it's such a paradoxical thing that it's like yes we're going one mile another mile two miles three miles like and we're having that distance each time we go but this is an infinite process and this is why it's so hard for us to grapple with this because infinity and finitude don't really work together and it doesn't really make sense and this is what the Altarab is teaching us is that even when we take huge numbers like a billion or a trillion when compared to infinity there's absolutely no uh no comparison between them to the point that we can't even say that just like we say that the number one in comparison to a billion trillion has a relation to it even though it might seem like this really vast comparison the numbers a billion and a trillion in compared to infinity do not even have that level it's not like if you take a billion billions then you'll have infinity or a trillion trillions and then you'll have infinity even if you have a trillion gazillion whatever you're never gonna reach infinity it's it's a totally infinity is a whole other realm it's something totally totally different so uh, so in comparison to infinity even huge numbers like a billion a trillion whatever it is they have absolutely no relevance when it comes to infinity so that's the end of the section for today so i hope that was enlightening to you so again just to kind of make it into terms that we can understand is that again going back to my nephew and going back to the paradox that he brought up is when we talk about 10 years our immediate reaction is yes that's a really long time but if you really break it down, it's not really that long. 10 years is just 10 
bits of one year and one year is just 365 bits of days and each day is really just 24 versions of an hour and each hour is really just 60 parts of a minute and each minute is really just 60 parts of one second so 10 years versus one year is really they're really not that difference different between each other however when we think about infinity and when we think about this process of how Again, in Zeno's paradox that the distance between one place to another is we have to half that distance each time. And then that process takes an infinite number of times. We start to grapple with the fact that infinity really is something that is beyond comprehension. And infinity is something that we can't grapple with, that there's no amount of times. There's no millions of gazillions of a trillions that can fit into the number of infinity. So this is the paradox that the ultra leaves us with. And this is what he tells us that in order to, for, to resolve this paradox, Hashem really had to bring about this idea of, of, um, of symptom, of this idea of concealment, this idea of constriction of his infinite light in order to bring about this finitude into the world. And the point of all this and the point of explaining all this is to give us a sense that what we're experiencing down here in this world, and really even in the higher spiritual worlds, is really such a minute amount that it's it's so hard for us to even imagine how minute the amount of light that we're experiencing is. That it's so much more minute than a second is compared to 10 years, or that one is in compared to a trillion. It's like, it's way beyond that sense of relevant relevancy that sense of proportion so that's it for today and we're going to continue along these lines tomorrow and i'll speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by sarit switzer this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather abraham yitzhak ben benyamin cohen of blessed memory music by shoshana if you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.